We're at the start of a multi-year property boom. Today's video will go into the top seven reasons why I and many others think that's the case. So definitely stay tuned for this one. Hi everyone, my name's James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast where we're all about helping you become financially free so that you can focus on what you really want from life. Today's video is about property and that is because this is one of the main ways in which people achieve financial success and use their money to invest and make more money from it. I and many others that are financially successful do this, so definitely an important area to look at. And why now? Well, because I'm putting it on record today that we are at the start of a multi-year property boom. Now, I don't say that lightly just to get a clickbait headline. I really think this, and there are seven key reasons why I think that, and many others would echo this view. Now, nothing is guaranteed. A meteorite could hit the earth tomorrow and property prices could crash. In fact, the whole world could crash. So this is not 100% definite, but what I'm saying is there's so much pressure on the way to push prices up that I would say, unless something major happens, this is gonna happen. So, why do I think it? First, well, there is something called the 18-year property cycle. Not many people know about it. It was actually developed and coined by a chap called Fred Harrison in his book, Boom Bust, House Prices, Banking and the Depression of 2010. In this book, he predicted the 2008 property crash in the UK and he went through in detail why it was going to happen. So really a guy to stay tuned into and he very accurately predicted it. Part of that, he talked about something called an 18 year property cycle. Now, I don't have enough time on this video to go into that in detail. I've talked about it in many of my other videos and I'll actually do a video specifically on it. So. If you're not sure about it, go and read up more about it. But what it does say is that we have, after a crash, we have four years where it takes time to settle for the market to kind of get the confidence back to start to increase in price again. Once it does, we get a seven-year first property price increase period things start to pick up modest growth okay and then at the end of those seven years or around that time we have what we call a mid-year wobble or a mid-cycle wobble or a mid-cycle recession where you get a couple of years where you might get not much growth or a decline in property prices and then when we come out of that you get another seven-year property price increase period and this period is stronger than the first one 
And then at the end of that period, you have the last two years of those seven years where you call it the winner's curse. And it's called the winner's curse because prices are going up very high, very quickly. And people are seeing that and they're getting really caught up in that and want to see quick money. And as a result, people are buying more and more and more. And it's actually that period that is what causes the ultimate crash again, where prices reset to a much lower value and the cycle starts again. So that's it, basically. And so the question then is, well, where are we right now in the cycle? Well, 2008, we had the big global economic crisis. Prices dropped hugely in the UK property market, but also elsewhere, say the US. And four years on from that, 2009, 10, 11, 12 were rubbish years. Not much happened in the UK. But then things started to improve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, seven years. In that period, we started to see positive property price growth. In 2017 in the UK, nationally, this is the nationwide index, so very reputable, 4.5% property price growth. In 2016, 4.3%. So it was pretty high towards the end of that seven-year period. Then we went into the kind of mid-cycle wobble. 2019 started to reduce, 1.3%. 2019, 0.8%, not very high at all. We had Brexit, we had other issues going on. But 2020, in England, 7.3%, a massive increase. And that is in the backdrop of COVID-19, a global pandemic. So that is huge. And I don't think many people really know how much prices have gone up last year. Now, the first reaction is to say, well, that's temporary. It's just a blip. You know, there's all this money flowing around the economy. You know, the government have just been helping out. It's not going to last. You could definitely say that. And there's definitely arguments to say that. But certainly at the moment, it's looking very reflective of the 18-year property cycle, almost to a T, perfectly. Now, nothing is perfect, right? And the 18-year property cycle is just an estimate. It's simplified. Sometimes it's 16 years, sometimes it's 20 years. It's not always the same. But for centuries, it's happened. Now, there have been occasions where it didn't happen. And those times usually is when there's been a massive war or some big event like a pandemic where things have knocked it out. So there were definite questions last year as to whether this pandemic would be enough to cause us to move away from the 18-year property cycle temporarily. I genuinely thought that could have happened, but I thought it was very low given how governments in the UK and elsewhere were putting so much effort in to dealing with it. And that's what we've seen. In 2020, we've had massive price growth regardless. So 18-year property cycle, number one. Two, supply is not meeting demand. Year in, year out, in the UK, less properties are produced, 
then more properties are needed. The population growth within the UK exceeds the increase in supply of properties, fact. And this happens year in, year out. So when you have less supply than demand, naturally prices go up, right? Demand exceeding supply, people are willing to pay more to get that supply of properties. Three, the demand externally is strong. So not just in the UK, but overseas investors love investing in the UK property market. And there's two main reasons for that. One, and this is more of an evergreen situation, property markets are seen as a safe haven, a safe way to invest your money. And the UK is considered a safe country to invest in. So those two things together mean that people love to invest in the property market. But more recently, there's been other things that have meant that's even higher. One, the currency of the UK pound is very low. So overseas, we're seen to be cheap. So relative to their currencies, to buy a UK property in pounds is very cheap. And also there are other things like, for example, in Hong Kong, where there's a lot of turmoil going on and they have an affiliation to the UK property market because they are you know, related to the UK, being from Hong Kong, that they often want to invest in UK property as a way to take money from Hong Kong where it's considered unsafe. Number four, massive amounts of printing of money. In 2020, there was more printing of money than all of the years since 2008, global economic crash. Think about that. In one year, we produced more money in the UK than we did in all of the years from 2008 to deal with the global economic collapse. That's crazy. And that's flown under the radar. Not many people are talking about that, but that's a huge amount of money. And that money has to go somewhere, right? And so when you have a lot of money flowing around the system, it ultimately needs to stop somewhere. And where it tends to stop is in assets. Which assets do you put the money in? Well, the main ones are the stock market and property. But when we're in uncertain times with the global economic crash and so on, people tend to prefer safer investment types because it's more reliable that they're not gonna lose money. So the property market is considered to be safer than the stock market, especially given that many people think the stock markets on the whole are overvalued, and especially the tech market. It's not just that though. Interest rates are very, very low, which means that when you take a mortgage out on a property, it's much cheaper. So the affordability of Buying a property is much cheaper to live in, i.e. a mortgage versus rent, but also on an investment. The mortgage payments are low relative to the rent and so therefore you're making more money and people are more inclined to invest in property. And the UK Bank of England has already come out and said they are not planning to increase interest rates in a material way for many years to deal with what's going on. So there's already confidence that many years of low interest rates are here to stay. 
Five, availability of mortgages. This was probably one of the two areas where I wasn't sure we were in a good place that are one of those kind of seven key areas that mean property prices go up or down. During 2020, when people were worried about the future economic climate, affordability, people like losing their jobs, many mortgage companies massively reduced the availability of mortgages. You needed more money to put down as a deposit to buy a property. Rates were going up. Many lenders just weren't lending. And so as a result, less people could buy those mortgages and therefore less people could actually go and buy property. But that has massively changed since the beginning of this year. There is a stronger confidence in the market and so lenders are willing to lend more. The UK government has just come out saying they will back 5% mortgages, which weren't available, which means that people with less money can go out and buy properties. And also because of that whole backlog around the stamp duty changes, where so many people were trying to get their properties in before the stamp duty rules changed, that that meant all of the lenders were totally bogged down with massive amounts of application. They just couldn't cope with that. That's calmed down now. And so they're more willing to lend and so they reduce the prices to incentivize people to apply to them. So huge amount of increase in the availability of mortgages for people. Six, sentiment. This is the second of the two where last year I wasn't sure whether we'd be in a good place. Now I am very confident we are. Sentiment has massively improved and one of the main reasons for this is government support. If the government are doing things that signals to the market that we back the property market, we will encourage it to do well and we will protect it against big problems going on in the market. So some examples of that. One, the stamp duty extension by six months, three months more on what the current rules are and then a tapering for another three months. That was huge. People were talking about maybe one month, maybe six months, huge. Two, there was this whole talk about maybe capital gains tax being worse for the property market. That's gone, no mention of that. Three, they've backed 5% mortgages again, so people will be able to go and buy properties with a very small deposit. And also the uncertainty has gone. The two main areas of uncertainty were Brexit and COVID. Brexit is done. We've reached an agreement. So most of the uncertainty around that is now behind us. Secondly, COVID-19. The pandemic is on the way out. Maybe not 100%, we can't guarantee that, but we have a plan to move away from these restrictions. And by June 2021, the plan is no more restrictions. Vaccine rollout will resolve that. Now, again, could there be delays? Yes. Could that whole thing not work? Maybe. But is that likely? I would say no. It's a possibility. And maybe if you have a different view on that, you may want to change your view outside of mine. But from what I can see, we're in a good place. Lastly, seven, 
The property market is not always tied to other markets. So the stock market, for example, sometimes when it crashes, the property market crashes, okay? So in 2008, when the, property, when the stock market crashed, the property market crashed as well, right? So many people are saying the stock market's overvalued, the tech industry especially, and so we're looking potentially at a stock market crash there. And so that's gonna cause a property market crash surely. Not always. In 2000, the tech bubble, massive stock market crash, no crash in the property market in the UK. It's not always the case. You need to have bubble type characteristics in the property market to have a crash. And we don't have that. Affordability is good in the property market. Prices are not overvalued. So is there a risk maybe of it stagnating and not getting huge growth? Yes. But a property crash, I highly, highly doubt it. Certainly not in the next few years. So seven reasons as to why I have a strong view that we are at the start of a multi-year property boom. There, I've said it. But before we finish this video, I wanna cover off a few important points. One, like I said at the beginning, nothing is guaranteed. So don't put the whole house and everything you own into the property market, okay? Because things could happen. We could go into another pandemic of another outbreak. We could have a civil war. The whole global market could turn into a big depression and then all bets are off. These things could happen. I think unlikely, but they could happen. And if everything's in there, then that could cause you problems. But then at the same time, if something like that happens, you've probably got bigger things to worry about. Secondly, it's not every home and in every area. So just because the whole market is likely to do very well over the next few years, doesn't mean the property you own right now will, or the property that you're going to buy. The property cycle works in such a way where you have a trickle down effect. At the beginning, the best areas and the best properties do well. So London, around London, the Southeast have already done phenomenally in the first cycle the first half of the cycle. So now it's the turn of the other areas. So where is more likely to do well is the Northwest, other major cities that haven't done so well. Birmingham and Manchester have already done phenomenally. So realistically, the next areas that will probably do well are other major cities, Nottingham, Liverpool, Leeds. And then after that, maybe other major cities, Sheffield, Newcastle, and those types of places. Or other areas that have got great underlying properties like Crewe, where there's so much amazing transport links and perfect for logistics, which is an exploding industry at the moment. Also the areas surrounding areas that have done well, so like around Manchester or around Birmingham. If you buy some cheap property that's super not in a good place, not very good demand, not very good amenities around it. Is that gonna go up as well? Maybe, but there's a lot working against you. So you can't just buy any property, you still gotta buy a good property in a good area with good demand, okay? So big caveat there. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this video. In summary, we're at the start of a multi-year property boom. Seven key reasons why. It's not guaranteed, there are 
ways in which we may not see that. And it is not every home and in every area that's going to happen. We're going to see it concentrated in certain areas that have huge, a huge way to go already, like Liverpool, Nottingham and Leeds. And other areas that have already done well but are still good, like London, will probably still do well, but just not as well. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please do like the video. It really helps me in terms of getting my message out to more people. And if you found this video valuable and you'd like to see more of my videos, please do subscribe to get notifications of those. That's all me. That's all for me for this week. I'll see you soon.